Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today I'm sitting down with content creator Brooke Michio. We chat all about how to be authentic, how to create the best content, and how to be true to yourself. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I have the beautiful Brooke Michio. She's a content creator, YouTuber, co-host of Gals on the Go podcast, just a renaissance woman doing it all. Thank you so much for being here today. What a lovely intro. Thank you so much for having me in your beautiful office. Um, I'm obsessed, like, <laughs> unreal. Thanks. Um, when you were little, like, what did you think you would be doing in life at this moment? Like, what did you envision your career to be? That's such a good question. So I feel like you have like the stages of life of that, right? Like you mm -hmm. have like the, the elementary school answer, yeah. which <laughs> for some reason, I always had this weird fascination with meteorologists, like weather people. Mm -hmm. Cause I would watch the like news and I'd be like, that's so cool. Cause they're on TV, but they're also like scientists. That is cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so then I, and then I kind of envisioned like newscaster. I got into like theater when I was growing up. So I was like, oh, I love the stage, but I knew I would never be like, an actual like theater person, but I kind of always envisioned some sort of, I guess, on-camera hosting of sorts. Mm -hmm. I got into YouTube at a really young age though. So I feel like I started kind of producing I'm back in like middle school. I was like producing- Middle school? Yeah, a really long time ago. What made you get started like doing the YouTube thing? So I got a laptop and I remember people at school would mention like YouTube, whatever. You you might remember like the days of like the really viral videos yeah. or like music videos or whatever it was. Um, so I would go home and like look them up, do my own research. And then I fell in this like pocket of girls and guys my age doing it. And they were so cringe. Don't get me wrong. But they were like little like short films almost. And I was like, I am an actress. I, I can edit. Like I taught myself how to do all these things. They're horrible to watch, but I'm still friends with like all of my friends from middle school, um, like my hometown friends now. So they love to watch them back and be like, I can't believe you still do this. And like, it's a version of, um, but I guess I, I got lucky. I feel like I found it right before it really like hit its boom. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful to be an OG creator. In that oh sense. my God. Yeah. That's like a lot of dedication for a middle schooler. Oh yeah. I definitely qu like took a break from that channel and then like restarted with like what I do now, but I was definitely like an early adopter. I would say, I feel like I just was a very passionate person. Like when I was younger and like, I, I still am, but looking for ways to like fill my time always, maybe that's the Aries in me, but I was like, <laughs> I like, I have all this energy. Like, what am I going to do with it? And I didn't really play sports or do it like what I felt like all my friends were doing. So it's like, what am I going to do? So what was YouTube. your journey like from, you know, your first YouTube channel to like where you are now? Yeah. Um, so I guess I created the first one, like middle school, like I said, honestly, and I hate to be like, Oh, it was bullied, but I was bullied because it was, it was definitely strange back then. So, and it was, a <laughs> and little, you did it uh, despite sorry. being bullied. Totally. And I kept it up for as long as I could, but then it was like high school. So we were going yeah. to high school and I was like, you know, everyone knows me like as the person who does this right now, but I was like, eh, rebrand my life. So I like quit that channel. I don't even think I like deleted the videos, but I like privated them or some might've still been up. And then I went through a few months of high school and I found a different pocket of like YouTube social media that was really on the rise, which was like the beauty community. Yeah. Yeah. So like the OG makeup videos and some girls did fall more into like the lifestyle category with like high school tips and not just straight up. I mean, I loved the like Michelle Fonz of the world that would give these intricate 
makeup tutorials and I would try to do my own like renditions <laughs> of them to wear where I don't know like I was not going to like the club um, but I would just do that in my room and I was like I miss this so much so picked it back up and that over time definitely changed too like it started with makeup and fashion I feel like over time it's become more lifestyle vlogs um, the transition of high school to college and college to the real world and I think that's where I kind of found my footing with like what I do now. That's awesome. And you're on like all different channels. You have a podcast, you're on TikTok. So how did that all come to fruition? Yeah, um, everything I feel like was very organic, like one piece by piece kind of. So the YouTube thing was the longest. And then naturally it was time for like Instagram to be, you know, kind of created. I felt like I was like a late adapter, adopter to Instagram yeah. or like using it the wrong way. <laughs> you know, when like all those filters first came out, like I feel like I would like spam post and be like, oh, like these filters are so fun. And I so would. Funny. I was literally talking about this the other day. Like I downloaded Instagram to filter photos so I could upload them to my Facebook. That's what I, I thought it was an editing app. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize. And then I was... had this like, I was like, I don't know what this feed is for, but like whatever. And if you go back all the way to my earliest post I'm like this is so like embarrassing I feel the same <laughs> I definitely went through and like archived a bunch thank yeah. gosh they have that feature now so you don't yeah. have to delete them like they're now my archive is like a whole separate feed I should probably like... do that yeah <laughs> it's a show the journey no I love it <laughs> so that's what I first used it as and I did have like because I was in high school at the time so and I the big thing in social media in those days was you didn't reveal like all of your information so people just knew me as Brooke mm -hmm. my original YouTube name was Brooke X Beauty I'm mm -hmm. It's granted, I know. But no one gave their last name because when yeah. you were young, I was like 14 years old. You know, your parents were like, don't show your information online. So everyone went by like aliases. I feel like I, I'm too old for that. We gave like all of our personal information out <laughs> way, way too young. Do you have a MySpace? I did have a MySpace. Then that's why. Yeah. See, I was like right after the MySpace thing. And mm -hmm. I feel like like you would see like the the news about like the MySpace murders. My parents were like, just never go on MySpace. Like yeah. <laughs> we like had no concept of like, personal information or like privacy we're like here's my whole life yes. so you since you do so many different things and like create content on all these platforms like what would you consider your like quote-unquote job to be and what's mm -hmm. like a typical day in the life for you great question mm -hmm. <laughs> chaotic because <laughs> it's all over the place like I I like to I would love to sit out here and be like I batch my days like one day is for this one day is yeah. for that or like <laughs> because I feel like that's how my mind would work. But at the same time, I'll be in the middle of like, let's just say editing a video and, you know, something comes in for the podcast that has to be taken care of. Or like, then we have phone calls sprinkled throughout or like, we got to go over to the office and like handle something. Um, I also have a podcast, so that's a mm -hmm. big chunk of time now too. Um, how often do you like release episodes? Once a week. Okay. We've only missed one week ever in wow. the past three years. That is crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Juggling all these things. Yeah. And you, you think about it, my thing is I'll, I'll think about it broken down. I'll be like, oh, it's one it's one hour a week. Like, that's nothing. But for some reason, like it it ends up being like this massive thing. Because then it's obviously the marketing of the episode. You could post it, but no one's going to listen to it if it's just in the ether. Like, yeah. you know, um, so all of that, as well as then like the business side of things. And we're with like um, a podcast network. So they help a lot with mm -hmm. like coordinating ad sales. I can't even imagine that <laughs> the load of that. I feel like that would be a lot to deal with. And I do have a lot of help on like the management side. Um, the more business side, although I was a marketing major. So I feel like I'm aware of mm -hmm. like the things that are going on and like I know what everything means. But to have that help from people who really know the in and out of the industry, and know that you're not like being taken advantage of or anything. That's I'm very, very lucky. I feel like there's like so much pressure as a full time content creator to 
always come up with new ideas and things that are fresh and things that like aren't like stale. How do you do that? Do you have like a mm-hmm. creative process? That's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, that's our biggest thing is like podcast episode ideas. We'll be like, what are we going to talk about? But somehow something always comes up. If it's a story and then we could elaborate on like a lesson we've learned from it or um, like what our friends are talking about and seeing what's trending. I feel like for us, it's a lot of it is being on these platforms. Like I'm a huge content consumer. Yeah. I watch a lot of YouTube. I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. So just seeing what's within a non like copying way, just taking inspiration from what's out there and seeing what's being discussed, I guess. And you're a co-host on your podcast. How did you meet your partner? Yes, Danielle. Um, she's the best. She's actually two years younger than me. So we met through originally through YouTube. So we were, I, w- I think I was either 15 or 16. She was two years younger. We had messaged on YouTube back in the day mm-hmm. and we put it together that she lived in Florida. My mom at the time was working in Florida a good amount. So I would travel with her like somewhat when she would get free flights and stuff. She'd be like, I'll bring you. <laughs> um, I always like loved the excuse because I'm from New York. So I'd be like, Florida, yay, this is so fun. So we figured out that it was like kind of the same part of Florida, like Tampa area. So one day we met up at the mall. Both of our moms <laughs> came because we we're like meeting this person from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we're like children. Yeah. She was like 13 years old. Yeah. And I would like show I showed my mom her videos. I was like, this is her. She's like, yeah, I'm still going to come, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we literally met in like the food court of the Tampa <laughs> International Mall. And from that point on, like we just are like, wow, we're so similar. Mm-hmm. We're different, but of just at the core, like we'll say things at the same time, like same sense of humor. So we we're like, wow, we really get each other. Started going attending a lot of the same events like we would both kind of be on the invite list or both travel to the same places mm-hmm. we had the same manager at the time and our friendship just like really organically grew and she ended up going to the same school that I went to so oh, what school do you go to I went to the University of Georgia oh nice yeah so all over the world I know all over the east coast <laughs> you, not the world but I guess yes the US. <laughs> no seriously um and that like obviously grew our friendship even more we were like super close but that was we had always been close in like the social media end of it all and having friends through that Mm -hmm. but then now like our personal worlds are so connected now we both live here in the city so i know it's a worldwide experience but (laughs) she's great awesome so if there was like a young woman who's just starting their career um how do you see the future of like the influencer content creator space like Mm -hmm. is it getting oversaturated how do you try to differentiate yourself from other creators Oh my gosh, such a good question. Um, for me, I I and I know this is like the most cliche answer is like just be yourself. But like, there's a million wannabe Emma Chamberlains or like these bigger creators, and people try to just copy and paste their formula. And there's a reason why we have like these breakout people. Like I love Emily Mariko right now. Do you yeah. know she's the salmon? The salmon bowl? girl. I made a salmon bowl. Right. Yeah, and it was good. I thought it was good too. Yeah. I would have never thought to make that. But. I held off for a long time and I was like, I'm not going to make the salmon bowl that I was making. And then one day I'm like, I just have to do it. I need to fulfill this yes. itch. The three sauces, like yeah. <laughs> something about that. Like, I mean, and it's like so weird that that's like what blew up. Totally, totally. But that just goes to show that it was just different. Like people were like this style of like asmr was a thing like the noises and whatever but just the way that she went about it was so different like it 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 didn't i mean it did exist but not like that way yeah and i'll watch her like chopping vegetables for so long like this is awesome (laughs) farmer's market (laughs) home like i've literally been to a farmer's market like once in my life but like i love it yeah i don't know it's like 
the sound it's like aspirational like yes. i don't know i think it is aspirational i mean there there are like formulaic responses that i could give you're like yeah. you know your content should inspire like or entertain or whatever i always do feel like good content or entertaining people whatever like they just rise to the top naturally and of course the world can be unfair i'm not saying that like there are definitely underrated content creators don't get me wrong but if you're consistently putting out good content that you feel represents you that it doesn't even have to be the most unique different thing sometimes i'll just record like a funny video of me like talking or use a funny audio and like that's the one that blows up so i feel like it's trial and error in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways figuring out like where you kind of fit in the world like we said there's just so many there are so many vloggers these days and i constantly have to like challenge myself to be like new and fresh and keep up with the young faces that are coming out but it's more so just consistency i guess in that regard yeah because like who isn't a vlogger these days even like my (sighs) like my mom's a vlogger really no no no. but just like everyone shows their life and like what they're doing and it's like i think it is about like that consistency and trying finding to, your niche literally and for me i'm like still throwing stuff at the wall and seeing, seeing what sticks you know what i mean like i'm like why did that video do better than that one? Oh, because like i showed my trader joe's haul in it like um, i was like maybe i could hone in on trader joe's then i started doing like taste test trader joe's videos or whatever for the podcast we definitely like track our analytics and see like what episodes perform better and people like the like girl talk ones where we like get real mm-hmm. and open people really like honesty and authenticity these days which is what i've really seen yeah hey everyone olivia here hope you're enjoying our episode our clear-cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind our collection is ever-changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in new york city don't forget to check it out and use the code cozy c-o-z-y for free shipping on any purchase um, but the, that word like authenticity is like thrown out. I know. A lot. Like, what do you feel like that really means? Because I feel like, yes, being yourself, putting yourself out there. But like, sometimes it's hard to do that because a lot of people want that instantaneous, like, this went viral. Like, mm-hmm. I put myself out there. Like, this is great. But it's hard to be consistent with it and not like try to emulate other people or whatever if you don't see that immediate like success, right? So true. I just had a discussion with my parents about this. This is like different, a little bit different. But just being authentic to me is like not seeing it for a short term and seeing things for the long term. So Mm -hmm. like I was offered a brand deal recently with a brand that I don't, it is a big brand. It's something that I don't use though, but it was a large amount of money for what it was. And when I told my parents that I passed it up, they were like, oh, are you kidding? <laughs> you can learn to like it. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, I hate to be, yeah. but that's, but me saying no, they were like, that is so commendable. And like, that is authenticity. And we're not sitting here like, I'm the pillar of authenticity. Yeah. But those are the things that you do. And I feel like the, like the sacrifices and thing, quote sacrifices that you make in order to maintain your authenticity and mm-hmm. not just to either like be a sellout or work with anybody or just to like these people will do i've seen people do content that's not authentic to them just because it is popular trending feel it Mm -hmm. and i think that's like how the quote-unquote influencer is changing a lot because i think like the original like instagram influencers like their job is to just like take like just have deals and like promote like their whole life and and then it's like well i don't really know if this product is good or not because you just promoted like three other products exactly (laughs) there are some people that i follow that i swear every day it's a brand deal and i'm like 
they do a good job selling it because I still want to buy it. Yeah. But you never, I, sometimes I'm like, I can't even tell if this is an ad anymore. Yeah. And like everything is an ad. So yeah. it's like, I just don't know what I should actually be influenced to purchase, you know? You're so right. <laughs> like, I, I feel like the best people do such a good job of integrating it in that it's, you can't tell if it's an ad or not. And yeah. like, they genuinely, like they speak so authentically about it. Or it's something that they like truly love to use. And then it like comes to them. Totally. Yeah. I, I've been a big fan these days of trying to do more long-term contracts yeah. and long-term work with brands because when I truly love them and it's a perfect match rather than like these one-off ones that, yeah, they might like pay a lot of money and it might be like something maybe that you've used once or twice, but it's, it doesn't show through as well. Right. And so what do you think about kind of what I mentioned earlier, like not going viral or like seeing that immediate yeah. success, like for a young content creator, like that can get discouraging. Totally. I mean, once again, Emily Mariko, I'm going back to her because she has been doing YouTube. I didn't realize this whole like her whole journey. She's been doing YouTube and blogs and stuff like that for like, I want to say like five years. Mm -hmm. And she wow. just hit that like and then she happened to go viral and it worked. Yeah. Five years into the making right. of all of her content. Um, For me, I've I, I've definitely had videos and things like go off, but it's been slow and steady wins the race. And I'm so grateful for that because mm -hmm. I know that most of my followers are following me for the whole picture of me and not just like a one-off thing that I said or that I happen to ha have talked about once. Mm -hmm. Cause I find that with, so if you are getting discouraged, I would see it almost as like a blessing in a weird way. Um, I have so many friends that in like some eras of YouTube, they did, you know, collabs or viral videos, but now every person will comment on their videos and be like, where's Jenny? And it's like, Jenny's not like, we're, Jenny and I aren't friends anymore yeah. or whatever. Like that was 10 years ago, you yeah. know? So it's, I personally am happy to not be that person. And I'm not like, that's great. If you're seeing, if people are seeing success that way and like, you know, popping off, I mean, clearly the TikTokers are doing a great yeah. job with it, but I feel like TikTok's the new frontier. It's like the one place that you can like truly go viral. Mm -hmm. Like Instagram, it's like really hard to do that. Yeah. And I think that's why you have to keep, well, then you hear the, like the advice of like niche down and like constantly like focus on one thing. But I would disagree with that because then like, once again, you're only known for that one thing. And I would say like, step back, give people a little bit more of a lens of all of your interests and all of the facets of your life, whatever you feel comfortable with. I know some people on the authenticity thing feel weird exposing certain relationships and not exposing, but like, you know, I know for sharing. Yeah, totally, totally. Like I'm single and I'm dating. There's sometimes I don't want to talk about I'm dating because I'm like it's new or something yeah. you know mm -hmm. so I get that I have to weigh those too so from being like well putting your whole life out there for like so many years mm -hmm. um there's so many like trolls online Ugh. like how do you deal with like haters or negative comments or that can be like pretty traumatic to people <laughs> yeah definitely and discouraging for people who want to put themselves out there yeah totally I'm I mean, I would say like, yeah, the internet is a brutal place, but for every hundred good comments, there's one bad one. So if you really do the odds, I'm like, that's pretty good. We're working with pretty good odds. Um, I always try to, when I see something negative, I make it a point to like go in and respond to a few positive DMs because I feel like that's like, just like, I'm like big on energy these days. And I'm like, I feel like I'd rather direct my energy towards the positive place. Yep. I have no problem blocking, restricting anything, you know, that it makes them even matter. And then they'll create a second account and come for you from that. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, 
it's your space and you're allowed to protect it. I always think of it like it's your house. Like if someone's like, you wouldn't just like let a stranger in your house and let them like be mocking like your decor style or something. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is my space on the internet. I'm allowed to, however I want control that. You know, some people believe in like deleting comments and some people don't. And honestly, I say it's you get to decide with your corner of the internet, like how you want that to go. I The new feature on Instagram, Restrict, have you seen this one? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so good because it's not blocked. Like they could still see everything, but their comments aren't made public and you have to click on it. will say like restricted comments. You have to click to view it first. Oh. So if it's someone that I have previously yeah. noted as like they've said something mean, then you can like make, avoid it. Yeah. That's awesome. So there, I feel like there's like this kind of like divide. I don't know if it's just me being like an older millennial and like all these Gen Z and all these millennials are like, how can I be like less chuggy or like be more like Gen Z after like everyone in the office is like, I can't wear skinny jeans anymore. Like what's (laughs) going on? And I have to part my hair in the middle. What? So what do you think is like the biggest difference between like millennial content creators or Gen Z content creators? Like what do you think is like the future? Well, I think that our attention spans are a lot shorter. Yes. That's for sure. So I feel like you have to get to the point like fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fan of long form content. Like my vlogs will be 40 minutes long. But I feel like if I'm doing like a five minute like chatty clip, like I need to in the first like minute of it address like, hey, I'm going to talk about this now. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't want it, like, you know, you do your little fast forward thing. Um, I think that the trend cycles are faster. Yeah. I just feel like in general, like when we see some uh, uh, even once again, TikTok, like trending audios, anything on there, like you got to act fast. Yeah. You can't wait a week because it's something else. When brands, like if you're working with a brand on something, they'll like, you know, you have to get the approval and do it. It's like, it's already over. We have to do this today. (laughs) Um, I feel like it's weird because I I feel like we're more sensitive, but we're also less sensitive at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you can make a joke and be like, come on, like get over it. But at the same time, I guess millennials are sensitive. That's like the thing that they they say, like in the workplace and whatever. Right. I guess. I don't know. They say Gen Z people are sensitive. I know. I guess that's, that's kind of goes both ways. Maybe just the world is more sensitive these days. So we're all very like, whatever. Um, they like Snapchat. <laughs> I say they. I'm definitely in Gen Z technically. I was born yeah. in 97, so yeah. that makes me. But then I think about like my brother's like five years younger than me. So I feel like that's like true Gen Z. Yeah. And like we're just here trying to like figure you guys out and like not be <laughs> chuggy or whatever. I, I feel Even though like, that's probably like a millennial like term. <laughs> I had a whole like discussion with Danielle about this yeah. the other day. There's a difference between like basic and chuggy and I'm OK with being basic. What's the difference? Basic, I feel like, is, like, Air Force Ones, like, leggings. So, like, trendy. You know. Yeah. I like, feel like the, what everyone, the like norm. wearing a black crop top and, like, ripped exactly. jeans. Yeah. Like, wearing a black top and jeans, like, out to the bar. Yeah. Like, whatever. And, like, booties. Like, just, like, it's basic. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Most people do it. Yeah. You're, like, just following the trends. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Chuggy is, like, that errors on like i'm like i don't want to be called chuggy yeah. but <laughs> do people like use that word in real life yeah oh wow okay <laughs> i feel like people come at that with like the offense like they're like these designs are like a little chuggy or something and you're like oh it's shoot like, to me like how i interpret it is like kind of like that pinteresty world yep. yeah yeah. Yeah. Like quote, like the quotes of it all. Like on the wooden like panels and stuff. <laughs> like or... home goods, like with the the things with the words on them. Yeah. Love home goods, but love home goods. <laughs> but those like the yeah. plaques. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And we'll be like, if I don't have coffee today, like God bless who interacts with me. Like those <laughs> ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, for sure. 
Yeah, we're just here. So like I, we all just we do we can't wear skinny jeans anymore, right? OK, but why do we want to? Because they fit into your boots perfectly. <laughs> so, but that's the new thing. <laughs> and I've they're learned. just more flattering. Now, I think the new look is not with like the ones that you're wearing today. But when you wear like a booty, I explained this to my mom. OK, I was like, the new thing is the looser jeans that go over the boot. Is but the look. What happens when it's snowing outside and they get wet? Oh, the I haven't thought that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something about snow and skinny jeans, just like in my brain, I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't get there. Like, I need leggings. Like, I need like comfy. I need, yeah, I, I need, I need you to teach me all the ways because I'm like still <laughs> learning this. And I'm like, wait, I just don't understand. I bought all of these like loose fitting jeans this summer and I'm like, I don't look. They're not the thing is they're not flattering. Like I'm wearing a pair today and I'm not like, God, it looks snatched, but like that's just what that's just the thing. And we're a jewelry brand, as you know. Yes. And just wanna like kind of switch gears and talk a little bit yes, about jewelry. Yes. So I I think jewelry is so cool because there's like always like a story or a sentiment that you can attach to it and think you can pass it down. Are there any like special pieces that you either like love wearing or have like an extra special like meaning? Yes, I have a few. I'm not, of course, not wearing them today. <laughs> um, ring wise, I have, I, I, my like first like big two like jewelry purchases that I made for myself were the Cartier love rings. I have mm-hmm. the thin one and the larger one, but I bought them for like different times in my life. One of the, they were both like, I don't want to say milestones, but it's also so special to treat yourself and buy yourself something. I don't. That's. I feel like that's not talked about enough. Yeah, I, I'm all about treating yourself. Um, 100%. And it, it's nice to treat yourself with jewelry, too, because it, like, lasts and you can wear it, like, every single day. It's not, like, a shirt mm-hmm. or something, you know, a pair of shoes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I got those, like, one when I finished, like, a big internship and one when I – um, it was, like, the holiday season. It was just, like, a good year, like, social media. So I did that. My um, grandmother got me for my college graduation the tiffany smile necklace Mm -hmm. i love it it's just so pretty Mm -hmm. it's it makes me so happy when i wear and i feel like it's so feminine um and then another special ring that i have it's i think it's jennifer fisher and it's just it has a b on it it's just Mm -hmm. like with like little diamonds my mom got that for me for my 21st birthday so yeah um there's definitely like family heirlooms in there that, yeah. you know, someone's pearls and things like that. But those are ones that I wear that I'm like, oh, I feel so connected. And like, I'm super close with my mom and she's close with her mom. So it's like really special. And it like reminds you of like that moment. Totally. Um, I, I love associating jewelry with like a time. Yeah. And I think it's it's so cool because you can pass it down like whatever, whoever's pearls mm-hmm. that meant something one day like you might wear them for something and then it attaches like more sentiment and meaning totally yeah totally cool what are things we can look out for in the near future for you where can we follow you like just tell us where we can keep up with you oh my gosh (laughs) well this was amazing thank you so much for having me (laughs) um so we launched our merch today for our podcast, so that's... What's um, some merch that we can look out for? Oh, well, <laughs> today was like a t-shirt, sweatshirt, um, stickers, and a tote, but we have some more holiday... We have another holiday drop coming up, so that could be something. Nice. Um, think cozy. It will be great. <laughs> so that's uh, galsinthegopodcast.com. You can get the merch. Uh, we're also going to be in 2022 doing a video component, so all of our episodes will be available on YouTube coming awesome. soon. I love watching a video podcast. Something about it, like playing it on the TV when I'm like cleaning or something, very, feels very calming. Um, and for me, we'll see what's up in the new year and everything. Um, some I don't want to say projects, but like exciting partnerships and things that I've been like working on. So um, I'm at Brooke Michio, M I C C I O, everywhere. 
Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today. This was so much fun. So much fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I had so much fun chatting with Brooke and learning all about her journey through social media. It is truly wild. And I also loved talking about what is chuggy and what is cool. What do you guys think is a trend that's going to be chuggy soon? Let us know.